Hello, and welcome back. As some of you may know, I started this off with um, reading erotic fanfiction that I found online. Uh, but due to the fact that fiction, especially fanfiction, the, the legalities surrounding that can be a bit finicky, I decided that the best approach would be to kind of take a step back and wait till I would be able to find the, uh, the best course of action to take. Because, for one, I didn't get permission from the website that they posted the fan friction on, uh, and two, I made a mistake of not, contact not contacting the author. Now, I have been doing some research, um, and contacting the author is more of a courtesy, uh, but I did some diving into the website itself, and it is a bit vague, but it alludes to the fact that using their user submissions for a uh, like third-party use, such as a podcast, is discouraged. So, until I'm able to do this the right way, I decided that we were going to take a bit more of a personal approach. And just kind of read some stories that I wrote back in the day. Uh, just some... Like, this isn't any fanfiction, it's just like really shitty pieces of work that I wrote when I was like a freshman and thought it was like the coolest shit ever like the bee's knees but never finished it and I mean what better way to reminisce on the past than to you know announce it in front of like the whole 10 people that listen to this uh so without further ado we have the first story in uh, first of many, actually. And this is called I Can See Stars. <clears throat> Written by uh, Chris Allen. Yeah. So. On the evening of... Oh, God. Okay. On the evening of September 17th, I sat on my back patio looking up at the overcast sky. It was a remarkable weather for the usually unbearably hot Arizonian climate, which is one of the reasons why I was out there in the first place. When I got teary-eyed from staring, I switched my focus to the worn-down places that stood in our back lawn. My dad got it when I was a little kid prior to his permanent departure. It's always stood there, getting older and older, weather beaten and worn. Yet it still stood, standing strong, unbeaten in the game of life kind of like me. Edgy. <clears throat> I heard the sliding glass door behind me open and close. It's just me, a soft voice behind me said. My younger sister sat down next to me. Lily was wearing her pink nightgown, so I assumed it was time for bed. What are you thinking about? She asked. Nothing. A sigh. Come on, I'm serious. Fine. Everything. Ryan. There was a pause. Do you see that? I broke the silence, pointing ahead. What? The playset? Yeah. That's my life. <laughs> god damn. Oh god. Okay. Run that by me again? I sighed for the second time. My life is a worn down playset. Lily frowned. How do you figure? Ugh. It's a metaphor. The place that represents my life. Primarily through the fact that even though it's broken and looks like crap, it's standing. You're such a drama queen. Am not. Anyway, she continued. Mom said it's time for bed. You got a big day tomorrow, so you need your rest. Oh, don't remind me, I groaned. 
Do not be absurd. I only need eight hours of sleep to function. Oh, God. Oh, okay. I want to push if I was you. <laughs> you wouldn't want to sleep in and miss the alarm. Actually, I already planned on it. Funny. Now get inside before I get mom. Okay, okay, fine. I'm going. I stood up and went inside. Good night, mom. I yelled. Good night, sweetie, came the reply. Oh, good night, mom. Fucking idiot. Okay. That night, I laid in my bed, envisioning the horrors of the next day. Screw it, I mumbled. Screw it, screw it, screw it. What was wrong with how things were? I liked my house. I liked my bed. I liked my classes. I liked my small, tiny, itty-bitty cocoon of a social life. I mean, seriously, my life was perfect until my mom got the genius idea to put me in school. Oh, what a... What an amazing first chapter, you know? Wow. We're at like three minutes in, and I've already completed a chapter. You know, usually the stuff on the fanfiction site, it was like 20 minutes and you get halfway through. They were on some next level shit, let me tell you. Alright, chapter two. When I first found out that I was going to that decrepit place, I was mortified. It felt like I had just chugged a cocktail of emotions that only could be described as eternal despair and why the hell would you do that to me, mom? Oh, wait, no, that's not mom, that's woman. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Ergo, I swore that as long as I lived, I'd go down swinging to the very end. In fact, come Wednesday morning, I was already yelling across the house at my mother. Me. Mom. Mom. What? Me. Do I still have to go to school today? Mom. Yeah, why do you ask? Me. Don't play innocent. You know why. Mom. I have no idea what you're talking about. Me. Hey, what if I crap my pants? Then what? Mom. Pack an extra pair of undies. Oh, God. Me. What if they decide to put me on a stick and roast me over a fire? Mom. <laughs> What was going through my head? That's what I'm wondering. The first thing that came to my mind was cannibalism when I thought of school. I just, I, I can't comprehend why, but okay. Mom, I don't think they're good. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're cannibals, Ryan. I mean, have you met a high school student, Ma? They're nothing short of animal. Mom. Oh gosh, why, okay, something I don't understand is why I kept doing this whole, like, exchange between me and, well, between the main character and his mom. Like, it was some sort of script, because I kid you not, for legit an entire page, it was just, uh, <laughs> uh, me, uh, colon, uh, and then, you know, I would say, uh, the main character would say something, and then it was like, mom, and then colon, and then she'd say something. It was just like that, back and forth, for an entire page. Ugh. Ugh. That's just... <clears throat> you know, I think I was trying to, like, do something... Like, like, was it John Green-esque or something like that? But, obviously, I missed it did not hit it on the nail 
Uh, anyway, so uh, his mom's like, look, here's the deal. I'm taking you to school. Even if a meteorite crashes into the school, aliens pick you up in their t tractor beam, analyze your brain, and flushes it down the toilet. Hmm. I don't know where that came from. Okay. Me. What if I do drugs? Mom. Then let's pray it's just weed. Now get dressed. We're late. Ah. <laughs> uh, I really wish my actual mom was like that. Just, just, let's just, let's pray it's just weed. You know? Um, Methamphetamines. Okay, let's just hope it's not heroin, alright? Just don't get too addicted. <laughs> Me. Uh, okay. Uh, I think, okay, so back in the day I had this thing where I would say, like, crapping days or something like that. And I don't know exactly why I said it or, or what it meant, but I put it in here as a response to his mom you know, just saying, hey, let's just pray, it's, it's just weed, and I, I don't even know, I don't understand what's going on, but, um, with, with this book, Jesus, okay, <sighs> okay, uh, and when that didn't work, I tried the old kiss-up on the car ride there, of course I misspelled there, yeah, yep, okay, uh, hey mom, did you know I love you, is that so? I know what you're trying to do, and it's not gonna work. Fine. But can you at least explain your reasoning? Well, let me ask you this. How many friends you got? I folded my arms. <laughs> I have like at least zero friends. Okay. Don't even don't even play with me. No, actually it was just like uh, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, it has everything to do with it. You need to socialize and laugh, and for God's sake, make some friends. <laughs> for God's sake, just fuck somebody already, okay? You're a social introvert, and you haven't even banged. Y y oh, my <laughs> I didn't give birth to a son just to have the family legacy die. Okay, uh... Yeah, I have plenty of friends. I protested. Uh, the ones online? Those hardly count. They're complete strangers who don't care about you. <sighs> Fake mom. Trash talking online friends. Uh, oh, and you'll never talk in the flesh. Uh, that's the beauty of it, mom. I insisted. Oh, would you look at that? We're here. Don't avoid the subject. No, seriously. Look. I turned, and for a moment, I thought I'd have to... I thought I'd have premature cardiac arrest. Not only were the grounds colossal, it was teeming with life. Mom, don't make me do this, I pleaded. <laughs> no, you're going to do this. As your mother, I'm telling you that this is for your own good. Trust me. Yeah, right, I enough of your games. Now get out in there and make some friends. Holy crap. If no one knew better, they think you were being forced into the depths of hell. I mean, it's not far from the truth. 
Oh, that's because I am, Mom. Oh, yeah, see? He agrees with me. I said as I opened the passenger door. I love you, my mom yelled out at the top of her lungs. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe my ickle baby is growing up. <laughs> Mom, I whined. Uh, some of the kids in the direct vicinity started pointing and snickering. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Okay, so I wrote the character of the mom to be somebody who's like, oh, go make some friends, okay? Do it. Give me a grandchild, okay? But the moment, the moment, like, like the crucial moment where it's like very critical for somebody who's new to a school to go in, right? And this like defines your social standing in your, you know, high school career. The moment that starts, she suddenly does this like 180 where she wants to embarrass the ever-living fuck out of him and like almost guarantees he'll never, ever get laid. I honestly don't know what I was thinking, but apparently that's what happened. So, um, where were we? I felt my face getting red. Bye, Mom, I said as fast as I could and slammed the door. I fast walked as far as I could and sat down at a bench underneath a large mesquite tree. I buried my face in my hands. How could she do this? How could mine own flesh and blood betray me and leave me at the mercy of these, these insects? I slapped my face. No, you can't lose your cool. The trick to dealing with these animals is that they smell fear. If you show them you're not afraid, they'll leave you alone. It's actually kind of true, not gonna lie. A lot of kids have like the sixth sense that if you feel like you don't belong, they kind of like latch onto that feeling and then start to alienize you. I've noticed that a lot, it's kind of weird. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's to like the, uh, the extent that I thought it would be in this book. Anyway. With this in mind, I walked... Okay, by the way, right here is where I stopped writing in pencil. Started writing in, like, a bright pink pen, okay? And I can already tell it's going to be an absolute shit show because there's a lot... Of, there's, there's a lot of places that are crossed out and, like, chicken scratch. So if I mess something up... I can only blame myself, but I'm only blaming my past self. So I, me, here, right here now, Chris, has nothing to do with what's going on in, in this little kangaroo court type shit storm. Okay, so keep that in mind as I continue on. Okay, so. With this in mind, I walked as confident as I could towards the school's administrative office. When I opened the door, my heart fell as a line as long as the Empire State Building. Oh. Man, okay. <laughs> Not even like 30 seconds in and I already ran into a problem. Okay, let's see if I can decipher what I was trying to get across. My heart fell as a line as long as the Empire State Building is tall met my eyes. Okay, of course, on my first day at school, everyone magically decided that they had to have the annual moron convention in the front office. I sighed, took my place in line, uh, and 
I looked around at the building, trying to remember the last time I hadn't been in a place like this. Just gonna flip the paper. Okay. It had been roughly four years since I walked the halls of a common middle school, let alone a high school. I never got along with any of the kids, and to be honest, the teachers weren't exactly the brightest bulb on the Hanukkah tree either. <laughs> I remember when I thought that was like the funniest joke. I don't know if it was just because of you know, the, the ironic stupidity that there's no Hanukkah tree, but no bulbs on that either, but you know, made people laugh, so I thought I'd put it in here, but honestly, it just looks horrific. So when I punched a kid in the face, my mom took me out. Oh, okay. Obviously, I turned to violence. I don't know. Okay, sorry. When I say I, I'm not talking about, like, the character in the story. I'm just talking about, like, the intentions that I had when writing the story. Yeah, so when I punched a kid in the face, my mom took me out. Uh, I had never felt more free. Not only was I away from those idiots, I was reaching the ripe old age of 12. I know this is completely irrational, but I'd love to kill the person who said, Hey, these are the most emotionally crucial years of their lives. Let's put metal wires in their teeth, give them prepubescent face leprosy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, and this is the best part, never goes away. From then on, I stayed at my house quietly leading a perfectly happy life. So as I moved up the line, I tried to think what I could have possibly done to deserve this. Well, duh, you were a, you were an outcast. You you weren't out smoking the weeds and producing babies for your mom. Because apparently that's what she wanted. Thing is, my mother never got us in trouble right when we did something. No, she let us figure out what we did. It was hopeless on our part, but the woman forgot nothing. One time, me and my sister hid some can some stolen candy in my closet, but we forgot to throw away the wrappers. Somehow my mom found out, and two years later we found ourselves scrubbing the tile grout. But I had no idea what I could have possibly done to deserve such a horror. So, when I saw the person in front of me leave, finally, I made a mental note to ask my mom when I got home. An older lady with tight gray, with a tight gray bun looked me over from the other side of the desk. What do you need? She sounded like she had better places to be. <laughs> I couldn't blame her. Um, I need a schedule. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. Uh, obviously, I don't know how schools work. Clearly. All right. Let's see if I can tread on through this. Um, I need a schedule. My mother recently enrolled me, and I have no idea where my classes are. <laughs> or what they are, for that matter. Boy, are you telling me your mom enrolled you in school, and you don't even, you don't even know what your classes are? Ah, God. Okay. Name, please. She drowned. Ryan Fairchild. Or Farchild, sorry. As she looked me up in the system, I... Notice this woman would have looked attractive had she been younger. What is this guy into Mills now? Jesus. Jeeba creeba, man. I wondered if this was working at a school did to you. Put you in a 
button-up blouse, pencil skirt, and forced you to work horrible hours until the wine was sucked out of you. Actually, that's kind of profound. That, that makes a lot of sense. It's printing, she said to her computer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As soon as I was given my schedule, I headed back outside, hoping I would be able to make it to my class before the bell rang. I looked down at my paper and found that first period was accompanied by a room 113 name, Miss Sherman. He was 10th grade chemistry. I shook my head with disgust. Apparently, exception gives way to tradition, I muttered. I don't understand what I was going with that, but okay. Sidestepping students, I finally made my way through the maze of hallways to room 113. Hoping no one would care, I set my backpack against the wall and sat down. I pulled out my favorite book, When Ants Go Marching. Oh, when Ants Go Marching. Oh god, I really hope that's not an actual book. Let me see. Let me see if that's a... Marching. Please don't be it. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. It was a fictional book. Oh. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Oh. Please, 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 please. Please don't be an actual thing. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, well, we are in the clear. don't know why I felt the need to create a fictional book within my fake fictional book, but okay. I explained everything from how the government runs to how the economy works. It was one of the few books I agreed with, and the only one I ever reread. Plus, the title of the book was misleading, so it So, it was ideal for keeping me socially acceptable. Not gonna lie, that doesn't really sound like a socially acceptable book to me. It just makes you sound like, or uh, look like geez, some, some freaking, I don't know, kid. Anyway, apparently, I'd overshot my prediction for the bell, because of course, that's what normal kids do, uh, because I got at least two chapters in when it finally rang. I quickly stuffed the book into my bag and stood, thinking that the teacher would open the door. But as the wave of students rolled into the hallway, I realized that we were in fact waiting for her. And I was probably making a total fool of myself, as if you weren't already. Uh, so I sat back down. As the kids made their way to their classes, I noticed that a few of them had sat themselves down beside me. The student to my immediate left, uh, our backs were to the walls, uh, was your classic run-of-the-mill nerd. He wore a button white shirt, black pants, and glasses. So thick, at first I thought he was just a pair of eyes looking at what seemed to be a Sudoku. And this book makes me want to commit seppuku. Yeah. The only thing that kept me from the conclusion was the bad case of acne that dotted his face. It really doesn't go away, huh? I sighed, 
primarily out of sympathy. The person next to him looked completely and utterly cynical. I made a note to avoid him at all costs. Oh, wait a minute. I made a note. Hold on. Uh, it says realize this. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Here's what I actually meant to say. The person next to him looked completely and utterly cynical. I know this because of two reasons. A. He wore a hood. And B. His face looked like he didn't give two craps. <laughs> I'm gonna add one right now. And C. Looked like he had something in, uh, you know, inside his, his coat. Uh, something that probably shouldn't have been brought to school and could uh, make him onto the news. Anyway, I made a note to avoid him at all costs. <laughs> Not when the doors are locked, do we? Back when I considered the girl behind him, oh, but when I considered the girl behind him, <laughs> oh god, no, ah, uh, okay. Time stopped. She was so beautiful. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was straight out of my dreams. I never told her this. And then, bam! Reality hit, and time started again. I suddenly felt gross, like I had crapped my pants. So I looked down because no one wants to make eye contact with a guy who crapped his pants. Besides, it's one thing if an attractive human being stares at you. It's flattering. But if it's a completely different oh, but it's a completely different story if some fugly freak of nature comes up and um, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I did okay, I didn't word this right, but I have, I have to say it verbatim or else I cannot get the uh, the the true theme of the story across to you guys. So, but it's a completely different story if some fugly freak of nature comes up and rapes you with its eyes I'm just gonna let that settle a bit okay and I didn't want my picture to end up on a wall framed with the word sex offender so I turned my attention to the floor it was fascinating suddenly the door to my left opened and everyone stood come in class barked a harsh, deep voice. Probably a substitute. That's when I entered the 113th classroom of Middleton High School and the room where my new life began. Chapter 3 I'm going to save this for a different time. because I think this is a pretty long one. Not going to lie. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, wow. This... Wow. Okay. Okay. Okay, wow. Okay. Alright.
I have seven chapters of that. Seven. I wrote seven. Seven, seven, seven goddamn chapters. Oh. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. <sighs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys sometime soon. Take care.